Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're rolling, baby, the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Golf. Today is all about balance. And the reason why it's all about balance is because 100% of the people that I've asked the question, how important is balance in the golf swing? Every single one of them says really important. Then I follow up the question and I say, zero out of 10, where 10 out of 10 is the most important and zero out of 10 is the least important. How important? Give me a number. Zero out of 10, how important is balance during the golf swing? And I have not had a single person respond back saying less than an eight out of 10. Nine out of 10 respond back saying that it's a 10 out of 10, meaning that it is the most important thing in the golf swing. And then I always follow up the question to that answer by saying, okay, if it's that important, what are you doing to improve it? And I always get these blank stares. Everybody always gives me a blank stare. They're like, "Um, I I don't know. And then I ask uh, some more questions about it, just digging a little bit deeper and And ultimately, the consensus is that people generally believe that balance is something you either have or you don't. Even the people that do think that you can improve your balance, they've never really thought it through to have a very clear tactical plan on how to improve it. So everybody agrees, everybody listening to this should agree that balance is super important. However, who really works on improving your balance? Today, I'm going to give you a very tactical thing that you can work on to help improve your balance. And it's going to be really simple. It's something that you can do literally as you're sitting at your computer, sitting on the couch watching TV, sitting at the dinner table, sitting at a restaurant doing whatever, you know, happy hour, whatever. You can literally do this anywhere. And the reason why it's so important is because there's this buzzword going around right now, connecting to the ground, using the ground, ground reaction forces. You got to be able to use the ground to generate power in the golf swing, yet nobody knows how to do it. And one of the reasons why nobody knows how to do it is because your balance is crap. And even if you think you have good balance, the important balance might not be that great. And the balance that I'm talking about is specifically in the foot and ankle, specifically the intrinsic muscles of your feet, specifically the 16 muscles in the arch of your foot. So yes, there are 16 muscles in the arch of your foot. There are four layers of four muscles. Those 16 muscles are responsible for giving your arch stability. It flattens your arch, it raises your arch, it gives you arch stability. Arch stability is the first point of 
balance. So when you first start losing your balance, the first thing that should be working is your arch. Now, this is where everybody goes wrong is everybody starts wearing supportive shoes or spends $500 to $1,000 on custom fit orthotics. And those things are taking the place of your muscles. Those are creating external support for your arch. Because there's external support on your arch, meaning that the, the orthotic is doing the work of those 16 muscles, those 16 muscles don't have to work anymore. And here's another question. Speaking of muscles not working anymore, I ask people this question too. Would you rather having would you rather have more muscles working during the golf swing or less muscles working during the golf swing? And I guess I should further clarify, you know, this podcast is specifically for aging golfers. You know, this isn't really a young bucks podcast. This really isn't for somebody that's on the PGA tour because it's a completely different ball game. I mean, those guys are using technique and golf philosophy and club head speed, this, that, and the other. This is specifically for aging golfers who want to hit the ball farther, want to shoot more consistently, so that means better ball striking, or they just want the ability to play more frequently. So back pain limits your ability or just fatigue, anything just limits your ability to play a full 18 or maybe 18 twice a week or maybe 18 two days in a row, whatever it is. That's who this podcast is for. So to come back full circle, when I ask that perfect person, you know, that that's my demographic, or that's my demographic, not that perfect person, that's my perfect client is what I meant to say, is would you rather have more muscles working during the golf swing or less? And the answer is always more because the more muscles you can utilize during the golf swing efficiently, the more power you can generate. The more power you can generate, the farther the ball will go, the more reproducible your golf swing will be, which leads to better ball contact and improved consistency. The more muscles you use efficiently, the less stress and strain you're going to put on your low back and your knees. So you'll be able to play more frequently. So with all of that said, coming back full circle to the buzzwords, using the ground, ground reaction force, yet nobody can seem to do it. Specifically, my golfers, my you know, aging golfers, golfers over the age of 50, over the age of 60, over the age of 70, even over the age of 80, even a couple over the age of 90. The reason why you can't do it is because the muscles in your feet are asleep. They're asleep because of what I said earlier. You've been using supportive shoes or orthotics or even just taking a regular pair of shoes and lacing them up real tight. That's giving you external support so those muscles don't work anymore. So here is a very simple thing that you can do to start waking the muscles up in your feet. And I'll even record a video on this and try to attach it in the the, uh, show notes somehow so that you can see it visually. However, I'll give you as much description as possible so you can follow along. If you want to do this the easiest way, find a stress ball. Nothing fancy, just one of those little squishy stress balls. You know, it's, it's about the size of a tennis ball, but it's a squishy stress ball is what it is. 
If you can find one of those, it will make this so much easier. So in the seated position, we always start in the seated position because it's much harder to compensate using the right or using the wrong muscles, wrong motion. So in the seated position, if you're a right-handed golfer, I want you to place that stress ball underneath the arch of your right foot. Now, if you don't have a stress ball, pretend like you have one. You can imagine that you have a stress ball underneath the arch of your right foot. And you could even put a sock under there. Just roll up a sock and put it underneath the arch of your right foot. Roll up a washcloth. Just something that you can feel. You want to be able to feel something underneath the arch of your right foot if you're a right-handed golfer. It's underneath the arch of your left foot if you're a left-handed golfer. So now we've got that stress ball underneath the arch of your right foot. We're sitting. I want you to think about squishing the stress ball without letting your right knee buckle in towards midline. So let's start over. In the seated position, make sure your knee is in perfect alignment with your foot and the ball, the stress ball, is underneath the arch of your right foot. Now I want you to start to gradually increase pressure on that stress ball without letting your right knee buckle towards the left. This is very challenging for a lot of people, and I don't care if you have flat feet, high arches, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because you still have those 16 muscles in the arch of your foot. It really doesn't matter what, sh- what foot shape you have. You still have those muscles. You're born with it. It's very unlikely that you have anatomical variation that says you don't have those 16 muscles in the arch of your foot. So in the seated position, the stress ball is under your right foot, the right arch of your right foot. Your right knee is direct alignment over your right foot. Gradually start increasing pressure through that stress ball, trying to smash that stress ball even more without letting your right knee buckle in towards the left. And then as you hold that pressure, I want you to think about pressing your right big toe into the ground. Now, this is really important. I don't want you to think about curling your right big toe. I just want you to think about pressing your right big toe into the ground as you're increasing pressure on that stress ball while you're not letting your right knee buckle in. So, make sure you pay attention to that because when you focus on one thing, you tend to forget about another thing. So now we're increasing pressure on that stress ball. We're gradually pressing that right big toe through the ground even more. And now here's the icing on the cake. This is the one that is most challenging for 99% of people trying this right out of the gate. As you continue pressing through that ball and through your right big toe, I want you to think about reaching your right pinky toe out. Reach it to the right, trying to splay your toes. You're trying to create gaps and space between your little toes. So think about reaching that right big toe out to the right, trying to splay it out. This is where it gets really challenging for a lot of people. And there's going to be a lot of you doing this right now that are going to say, 
ah, I can't do this. No way. My feet don't work like that. That's how majority of people start. That's how I started. When I first started doing this, I felt like a motor moron. I could not do this at all. I felt so uncoordinated. There was just nothing was working. Here's the thing that I want you to remember. Your feet are very similar anatomically as your hands. That's the reason why when people lose both of their hands, they can do phenomenal, amazing things with their feet. They can sign their name with, a, with their foot. They can cook. They can clean with their feet. It's because the anatomy in your feet are pretty much identical to the anatomy in your hands, meaning that you've got the same amount of muscles in your foot as you do in your hands, and the dexterity is very similar if you were to work on it. So I say all that to say this, if you're a right-handed person, that means you write with your right hand, you can pretty much write an entire paper blindfolded and it would still be legible. The lines might not be perfectly in alignment, but you'd be able to read it. That's because you have motor control of the muscles in your right hand and forearm. Now you have the same exact muscles in your left hand and left forearm. However, if I asked you to blindfolded, be blindfolded and write an entire page with your left hand, it would probably be a nightmare. You'd probably be sweating. You might even get a headache. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is crazy. It's the same thing that we're doing in the foot right now. If you were to practice that in your left hand over and over and over again, eventually you'd be able to write an entire paper blindfolded with your left hand just like you could with your right hand because you have the same muscles. It just requires the attention and the practice. So I say all that to come back full circle to your right foot. If you're really struggling to do this right now, do not give up on it because if you really put the time and effort into this and you work on it every single day, you don't have to do it all day long, just a couple of seconds here, a couple of seconds there, occasion or uh, consistently throughout the day, you'll notice that a month from now, it will be 10 times easier than it is right now. Six months from now, you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is, I cannot believe how much control I have of my foot right now compared to what it was six months ago. And the reason why this is important is because the foot is your first point of contact to the ground. It's your first place that you get balance. And if you want to improve your balance, let's work on the foot first. So I got the stress ball under my right arch, my foot. I'm pressing my right big toe into the ground and I'm thinking about reaching my right pinky into the ground and I'm going to increase pressure. I'm not letting my right knee buckle in towards the left. I'm increasing pressure and I'm just going to keep holding it. I'm going to keep holding it. We're going to do this for 60 seconds. If you get exhausted by the time 20 or 30 seconds rolls around, keep going because this is an endurance thing. Please do not quit. The more you are able to push yourself through it right now, the quicker this thing will get better. So I'm doing this as I'm talking right now. Like I said, I will create a video on YouTube and I'll link it in the show notes so that you can see it explicitly or visually, sorry. And we're just working on getting those intrinsic muscles of your feet working. 
The reason why this is going to be so important during the golf swing is because when you go into your back swing, you've got to be able to engage these muscles in your feet. If you don't engage these muscles in your feet as you go into the backswing, your weight is going to shift onto the outside of your right foot at the top of the backswing. When that happens, it makes it almost physically impossible to fire your glutes. If you don't believe me, think about this. If you were going to, well, first of all, when you jump, Jumping, the higher you can jump, usually the better strength and endurance and ballistic power you have of your glutes and your calf muscles. If you can't jump that high, it's most likely because you don't have much glute or calf muscle strength. Now, if you're going to go and jump as high as you possibly could right now, Would you try to do it on the outsides of your feet? Like, would you try to keep your weight on the outsides of your feet and jump as high as you could? Or would you try to load through the inside of your feet to jump up as high as you can? The answer should be very obvious. There's no reason or no way anybody listening to this would say, yeah, I'm going to keep my weight on the outsides of my feet and try to jump as high as I can. It just doesn't work. You can't get the right muscles working. You can't get your glutes firing. But if you put the weight on the insides of your feet, then, oh, yeah, yeah, I can feel the ground now. I can feel the muscles in my feet and calves working. I can feel my glutes contracting as I go to explode up towards the top and jump. It's the same thing in the golf swing. When you go to the top of your backswing and your weight is on the outside of your right foot for a right-handed golfer, it makes it almost impossible to fire your right glute. If you can't fire your right glute, you're just leaving it on the table. I just won 100 grand at the craps table and I'm just going to walk away with 40 grand. I'm going to leave 60 grand on the table. That's what it's like if you don't fire your glutes during the golf swing. You can't fire your glutes if you got crappy balance. So everybody that's struggling with firing your glutes, it's most likely because you got crappy balance. Your weight goes to the outsides of your feet every time at the top of the backswing. It's almost biomechanically impossible to fire your glutes when your weight's on the outside of the foot. So that's why it's so important. Working these muscles, imagining you got that stress ball, heck, even try it. Try to go to the top of your backswing with the stress ball underneath the arch of your foot. I've got 10 or 15 videos on YouTube specifically with this drill, working on this. It's that important. So this is how you get those muscles working. This is how you get better balance. This is how you become a better golfer. You work on the little things that nobody else wants to work on. Nobody else wants to do this work. They just want to go out and bang balls. They want to bang 50 or 100 balls out on the driving range just to say, yeah, I hit a large bucket of balls. Yeah? Well, I didn't go to the driving range at all. I just stayed at home inside the AC watching Netflix, and I worked on my balance. Who's the smart one now? Who's going to have the better return on investment? You can go bang 100 balls out at the driving range, but if you're on the outside of your right foot at the top of the backswing every single time, it's irrelevant. It's absolutely worthless. 
versus I sat on my ass for an hour watching Netflix and worked on the intrinsic muscles of my feet, and now my balance is better. That generates a significant return on investment. That's all I have for you today. It's not by any means a little bit. It's actually a lot of bit. So please make sure you work on this consistently every single day. I do this every single day just randomly. I don't even think about it anymore. I'll be sitting at my desk doing computer work and I'll just be working on these muscles because it's just something I can do automatically now. It's probably going to be very challenging for you to imagine it being that easy right now because you have to think about it. However, if you stick with this a year from now, you'll be really grateful that you did it. And if you don't plan on dying in the next year, why wouldn't you rather have better balance a year from now than you do today? Now, if you want more information like this, if you want me to hold your hand and actually walk you through everything that I do, make sure you check out the T-Shot Transformation Program. It's our online program. It's six modules. It's sent directly to your email. You can do it at your own leisure. And it's super easy to follow and super effective to follow. Everybody that's gone through it is absolutely loving it. And it's specifically for aging golfers. And it's just going to make it make so much more sense. It's only 150 bucks at this time. It's probably going to, the price is probably going to go up sooner than later because these things are, the people are just buying them like hotcakes right now. So go ahead, join the bandwagon, get the online tee shot transformation. That'll also be linked in the show notes. And make sure you subscribe to us, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to us on YouTube, check us out on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok's a big one for us, Berman Golf and all of those things. And comment, leave me some messages. I love reading your messages. I love the haters. Oh man, I love it. Every time I go onto YouTube and somebody, some, somebody from the peanut gallery comments, I'm like, come on, man, where's your YouTube channel at? It just makes my whole day. I love it. Absolutely love it. So keep the comments coming. And until next time, keep on keeping on, baby. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.